This podcast is intended for adults 18 years and older. It contains explicit language and sexual situations. All thoughts and opinions expressed are of our own and not of those of any specific group, employer, or individual, and is not intended to take as professional advice. Welcome to the Foreplay Podcast. Join the journey, experiences, and sexual adventures of two high school sweethearts navigating through the swinging lifestyle as millennials. Come along for the ride. Dare to play. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Foreplay Podcast. It's Bella. This is Jace. Today's episode is a discussion and Q&A episode, mm-hmm. and before we get into that, let's do a little life talking. Life talking? Yeah. yeah. What's been going on? Anything well, exciting? this isn't really a life talking thing, but I forgot to say this in the last podcast, but I wanted to wear a different fun shirt every time we make a new podcast, and so the last shirt I was wearing was, it said Eaten Out, and it was like the in and out logo but it says eaten out and then today if you're not watching this if you're listening to this on the podcast and you're not watching it on youtube because obviously you can just see it on youtube if you're on youtube but um i'll describe what it's like or what i'm wearing for the podcast listeners so today's shirt says slut way but it's in the subway font it's so funny. That's that, funny, right? That funny. I think it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> I, I think it's funny. And we do have these on our shop. So if you wanted a shirt like this, you can go to foreplay.com slash shop. It's number four, O-U-R-P-L-A-Y.com slash shop. And you're wearing a fun shirt too. This is not on our shop. No. Uh, but this is just a foreplay <laughs> shirt. And I wear it on the cruises. And it's literally me and Bella and Jason. It's the most gaudy shit I've ever seen. And I love it to death. It's a so, wrap tee. It's like, like a wrap tee like with a vintage wrap tee. Um, I just it's think so it's sick. so fun. We do have them for, we make them for people if they wanted one. Like if you want you and your partner on there, or maybe you want one of just your your partner itself and you wanted to wear one. Because Jace really wants one of just me. I still yeah. need to make that for you. <laughs> yeah. But um, we do have that. Yeah. So you can't get this specific one that has our faces on it. I mean, I guess if you wanted to, you could, but I don't know why you'd want yeah. that. <laughs> um, uh, also, if you, I mean, you heard Bella just talking about the YouTube part. So if you haven't heard, because we've only done it on one podcast before this one, but we are now recording our podcast with videos as well as audio. And so if you want to watch us talk about it, I mean, it's going to be the same audio as it would be listening, but you can go to YouTube. Uh, we'll have it linked down below in the show notes below. It is a different YouTube channel than our normal YouTube channel because we're going to keep them separate. But if you want to watch along instead of just listen, that's an option now too. So that's pretty fun. And you can see your shirt. So, <laughs> You know something I've been obsessed with recently? This isn't really a weekly obsession. It's just a generalized obsession. It's TikTok shop. Mm. It's so bad that that's a thing now. It's pretty much just a, an additional to Amazon, an additional to... Shein. Did yeah. you guys know that a lot of the sellers, right? Because I was on TikTok and I was trying to get these. I was looking up organization. I'm super into like home organization and the home edit and all that kind of stuff. So I was looking up specific home organization stuff. And then, of course, I'm seeing all these TikTok shop organizers. And so I just looked up that specific name to see if I could get it faster like anywhere else. Like in the, So then it was the same shop also on Amazon. And then I saw the same exact seller shop also on Shein, which I think is also on Teamu. So like all of those websites, I kind of always thought they were like different, but it's the same seller selling it just like on different places. Kind of like how we sell on Etsy and we also sell on our shop. Interesting. I didn't know that. I know. So anyways, so if you guys need something like earlier or I don't know, you want to compare prices or whatever it is, 
you can go on all of them and just look at all of them. But nice. TikTok shop has really pulled through or came yeah. through because a lot, I wouldn't say a lot, but we got quite a bit of decor from yeah. TikTok shop yeah. that I found better things on TikTok shop over Amazon yeah. or over you know, home goods or even like going mm -hmm. in stores and stuff. But we got this yeah. mirror that's like rounded at the top. It's very nice. And I love it. And it was like 30 bucks. Yeah. And it came like reasonably quick for it. Um, like it took like maybe a week and a half, which I felt like was quicker than I thought it was going to be here. Because so. I thought it was like going to be AliExpress times. Yeah, like three <laughs> so. weeks, four weeks. So, hey, I'm pretty happy with TikTok shop as well. Yeah. So this first one, it's not really, uh, it's not like a question we were asked, but it's something that we saw. I don't remember if it was on Facebook. We started discussing it. And it was social media's impact on swinging and like the swinging lifestyle. And has that been a positive thing for the swinging lifestyle or a negative thing or just overall, how has it affected it? I think it's a really interesting, interesting topic that we've definitely never discussed on here. So yeah. I, where do you think we should start? So I think before even making content about the swinging lifestyle, before all that, there's just social media in general for people in the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So we're talking SDC and Cassidy and C4U, CP. C4P. C all the ones that are yeah, original. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's well, a Adult ton. Friend Finder. There's like there's so ton, many. Yeah. And this is a before Ashley even Ashley Madison. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Not Ashley Madison. Although we did use Adult Friend Finder. That was like back, back, back in the day. I wonder yeah, if it's it still a thing. Yeah, cheating app. No, no. I was just saying like <laughs> apps that aren't, yeah, no websites that aren't, made specifically for the swinging yes. lifestyle, I feel like. Anyways, so I, those were, I, okay, we haven't been in the lifestyle. Almost 10 years. But I, I don't know it's how long, time. long social media was before that. Yeah. Right, so I, I guess we can't really touch on things prior to that. But yeah. I do know it's definitely a positive for just meeting swingers. And I think that's what social media really is all about. It's just connecting, right? Mm -hmm. Finding people to connect with and all that. And having social media, I think in general, is definitely a positive thing. I definitely agree. I think that social media, I guess in a sense, but like adult website, it's not like social media, right? So like I SDC, social media. It's I mean, definitely social I guess you media. have profiles, so it is social media, but it's not like people were making content about it, right? It was a social media platform, but there weren't creators creating content about lifestyle things as much than anyway. Yeah. It was more, I feel like, SCCU had a profile, but then I feel like when it came to education about lifestyle stuff, podcast is what came out next. I feel like there's been a lot of swinger podcasts for a very long time. I feel like whenever me and you started making content, there really actually wasn't a whole bunch on like social media, like TikTok and Instagram. There, there was a handful of us that were creating content back then, but there was a lot of podcasts. And like, that's where we got inspired was yeah. through all these people who had made these podcasts. And we're like, this helped us a lot. That's why we started making mm -hmm. this content. But when we started doing that, I feel like the actual, you know, the whole TikTok wave and Instagram wave of, of social media for, I mean, now it's everything, right? There's a niche for everything on yeah. social media. And I feel like that over the last six to seven years really has developed a lot. Um, but especially the last two to three years, I feel like it's changed so, so much. And, um, I definitely think there's a lot of like positives with it, but I definitely think that there is like negatives that come along with that too. And I think it's like, would be fun to like have a dialogue back and forth of like those positives and the negatives. Yeah. So I'm going to start it off on a positive note. Um, so I'm going to go for the first one for me is I think it's really positive just in the sense of bringing awareness. So 
lots of people like swinging i feel like has such a stigma and people don't know anything what it's about and there's been so many besides just podcasts right and if you're looking for podcasts you're pretty much going to find a podcast if you're searching for it with social media you might randomly stumble upon some niche you've never heard of before or something that you didn't know about so a for you page could bring something to your attention that a podcast never would have because unless you're searching swinger podcast you wouldn't have found a swinger podcast most likely but social media is different right and so I think in the, the, the general sense of it's brought awareness to what the lifestyle is because when we started, we we're like, what is this? Like, what are we trying to do here? I didn't yeah. know it was the lifestyle, but now we've, I mean, you see comments, you see those things where it's people like, oh my gosh, me and my wife do this, but we didn't even know what this is, right? And so I think it's bringing awareness and I think it's also bringing a normalization to like be able to see, hey, there's people that are like me doing this and to be able to see that through social media, I think is a really positive positive thing i agree i think that especially being newbies i think a lot of people start doing research Mm -hmm. whenever you do research you go on the internet and you look it up and back in the day there wasn't that much information about it and so then you kind of felt in the dark and you really just had to go out and experience it Mm -hmm. which is the best thing to do anyway you can research as much as you want and you can listen to podcasts and try to educate yourself and watch videos but until you're actually doing it like being in the lifestyle and I'm not saying like playing with other people just like just in general surrounding yourself in that environment Mm -hmm. you're not really really going to know but before people do that they want an idea of what to expect and which is great I think that's the biggest positive about social media a shining light on the lifestyle and because before there was pretty much just what blog posts mm-hmm. maybe and then probably forums i know reddit is like a big one yeah. because it's just people talking about it which is still a really really great uh, resource mm-hmm. but i do think it's positive that as there's more people talking about it more people creating about it more people being open about it it's getting to become more normalized I than agree. it was and i think the biggest thing is just representation being able to see people like oh my gosh like they're sharing their life and they do this and so if they do it and i want to do it it doesn't make me feel out of place yeah exactly and that's my favorite thing about being in this space Mm -hmm. is showing people that like you can be in the lifestyle and like still be a normal person it doesn't take anything it's just one part of you Mm -hmm. and it's been something that's so repressed and so Mm -hmm. everybody hides it and and i see why like it makes sense like society is not accepting the general society most of society is not accepting of it and i think that when you see somebody who is able to just be themselves and be authentic it makes you even if you don't want to go out and come out as a swinger per se, but just knowing that there are people who are like that. I, I feel like if if the roles were reversed and there was like other people, like I would make me feel really good. So I, I like that part about social media. I agree. Um, another thing that I think is kind of like a positive and a negative is it's it's brought light to it, right? And in a sense, that's great because you see that there's people doing this. It's not It's not weird. It's not abnormal, right? But at the same time, I think because as swinger creators, we're like lots of time we we niche ourselves, right? And we and all we make is swinger content. Like I feel like this is more I don't know like if many people can relate to this though. I know this is just like a thing that we're talking about, but I think that it's like 
this is kind of more touching into if other people want to create content about the swinging lifestyle. That's not where about... I was going personally. Oh, really? Okay. So where I'm going with it is that people see it, right? And like I said, most of the time as, as creators, because that is where you find your, like if people, if people follow you for being a swinger, right? Then they want to see swinger content a lot of the time. And so I feel like- And when you're can... saying swinger content, are you just saying like content about the swinging yes. lifestyle or like like porn? No, about, like swinging a, about porn. no, not porn. Okay. <laughs> about content, learning, okay. education, vlogs, whatever it may be, right? I feel like lots of the time, whenever and you're, you're a creator because we've seen it right and sometimes you you create content and it'll be something but that's not exactly lifestyle and it doesn't perform as well as something that is lifestyle so i feel like we kind of niche ourselves into this thing of creating lifestyle content right mm -hmm. and i think what that does is i think to the outside perspective sometimes i think that it might shape the idea of swinging mm. as oh my gosh swingers are only swingers like is this all they do like all they make content about is swinging and i feel like people think that in their head, which is not true because if you watch someone who is a tech reviewer, I don't think, hey, all they do is review tech. Like I assume that there's more to their life, but I think sometimes with swinging because it's so stigmatized, people view that and they're like, well, all their friends are swingers. They make swinging content. That must be all they are. Like swingers must just be this one dimensional thing and it's swinging yeah. and that's their lifestyle. That's their personality trait. That's who they are. And I think that that is a negative that comes along with that. And that, that's where I was trying to like go with this is, because that's how the internet works so much of the time is lots of people do niche down because that's where you find the most success. But I think also in niching down, we limit ourselves in a sense where people probably see us as this one dimensional thing, which I don't think is maybe beneficial for the idea of swingers sometimes because it can paint it as this picture of there's not more to us, which is not true about any of us. Every lifestyle person I've ever met, there's so much more to them. But I think to the outside perspective, it could in a sense cause people think that that's all they do yeah and so um but i get it because because stepping out and creating content that's not just lifestyle when that's your niche you don't see as much success and like it's hard to make content when you when you're seeing so much success in one lane let's say and then the other one that's trying to be about other stuff i can see how that could just make it difficult so i see it being a great thing because it's bringing attention to it but also i think it could make people have the wrong idea about swingers but at the same time before, people's idea of swingers is that we're just these trashy, gross people that sleep with other people because we don't love our spouses. Mm -hmm. And at least educating about it is showing people, oh, this comes from a place of love. This comes from a place of growth together, enjoying these things together, making your love stronger. So it's still educating on it. But do these people that are being so negative even watch and take to heart what you're saying about how it helps a relationship? So... It's like, that's like a very, like, I can see going either way type area. But like I said, this is just a discussion about how social media is affecting it. Yeah. And I can see it affecting it in both, in both ways. Another thing I think is interesting is how, as there's been more light shown on the lifestyle and just open relationships in general, there comes more hate towards it, right? Because yeah. if you're... Now there's more people who know about it. Whereas before I feel like everybody was kind of in their own bubble, which is a good thing in a way, but because then you're only surrounded by people who are like-minded. But then whenever you're able to open it more, you can get more people who maybe didn't know about it, but want to be open-minded to it. And then you can bring those people in. But then with that, you're going to get the other polar opposite where they completely hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that when you're reading comments, because social media is so toxic, yeah. 
it's bad on TikTok, but it's worse on Instagram. And even if you're reading a an article that um, like a big company would mm -hmm. post and you go and look at the comments there, most of the comments you're going to read are going to be negative. Yeah. And it's because most of the people in society aren't accepting it, in the world, right? Aren't yeah. accepting of this lifestyle. And so when you are somebody on the outside who wants to try this and you're reading all this negativity, it can really skew your idea of it. And like, yeah. this, so I think that that's a negative part of how much social media is going on about the lifestyle, but it's like- That's what with everything though, right? I yeah, feel like I that's say, just social like just, media in general, I feel like uh, it has that same sort of feel where anything that you're gonna learn about, I go to, I'll read, I'll see a DIY thing about someone building a bookshelf, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like this helped me learn how to build a bookshelf better. And then you'll read like 15 comments about people just like, talking shit about the person building the bookshelf and like, I didn't screw this thing like so and I think it's that's always yeah. the top comments yeah so that's like taking everything with a grain of salt and just it's it feels like in general it's easier to be negative than it is to be positive and so people are going to feed into that and so that's something to be really like mindful of especially when reading stuff about the lifestyle when mm -hmm. it's not just a forum specifically for people in yeah. the lifestyle or people who are like-minded I agree um, I agree with all that. I do have another positive for me. Um, I feel like it's helped. So I think it's helped normalize it for everybody, but being as people who started the lifestyle when we were 22, I have seen the lifestyle demographic not change where, okay, 45 to 55 is still the, the still the mm -hmm. most people, right? But there was almost no one in their younger twenties to, to early thirties. I feel like when we started in the yeah, lifestyle, it true. was so, so difficult to even see anyone that was even close to our age back then. Right. Now, I feel like there's a ton of people in their young to mid-20s to 30s that are in the lifestyle, right? And I think that they were probably maybe doing that before, but didn't know about clubs, didn't know what it was. And I think that social media has just brought light to it to realize like, oh, we're younger and we can still do this as well. So it hasn't skewed the demographic, but it's just made that bell curve go out further. And yeah. I think it's made it kind of like um, disperse better where you do have people that are younger that are in these clubs now, which I think that if you're a strong relationship, you should be able to swing when you're 20 years old or 21 years old or, or whatever that age is, right? If you've been together and you, or even if you just communicated well enough. Yeah. So I definitely think that because as a general rule, social media is for everybody, but on TikTok, I know that it has a younger demographic, right? Than maybe Facebook, let's say. I think the average demographic on TikTok might be a little bit younger than it is on Facebook. Definitely younger. And so, <laughs> I think that that's brought awareness to this younger group of people and made the, the lifestyle better by just having more people. The more people we can get in a lifestyle, the more age ranges, the more ethnicities, the more everything, and the more full encompassing it can be. And mm -hmm. just, it can be a view of like any person that's obviously of like legal age and any race, any ethnicity, any, anything, we're just people. They're just doing this thing together. And I think that social media has, has really helped that because you look at it and it was phone books, right? And then it was SDC and then it was these blogs and these websites didn't work. It was older people. I heard of magazine catalogs. Yeah, and like <laughs> older people were using those. Yeah. And that's, so that's why those people continue to find this. And that's why I think social media helped. And it helped people obviously of any age find it because everyone's using social media now. I mean, there's so many Facebook groups for swingers. Like it's huge. So it's helped everybody. But I think it has helped make that demographic just bigger, which um, I really, really like. Yeah, and that's just, I think, shining light more on it. More people know about it, and I think that's 
it's going to end up being a good, it's, there's a yin and the yang. There's going to be good and there's going to be bad. And I think overall it's more positive than negative, but yes. just know that there are negatives to everything in life. Yeah. But yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. So I think it's going to be a positive overall because any awareness, any destigmatization, anything of making it normal in whatever capacity is, is going to make it better. And, oh, go for it. I hope to, I didn't want to interrupt you, so mm -hmm. you can keep going. Mm -hmm. um, I hope to see that there will be more creators who are in the lifestyle who just include that as, like imagine a, a normal creator or influencer and also how they talk about being in the lifestyle and just including it into something and not making their whole channel be about the lifestyle. And I think if there are more people like that, like you were talking about mm -hmm. earlier, it's going to feel more normal. Yeah. And that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do mm -hmm. now. Like the, we, we took a long break from creating lifestyle content and coming back into it. I just, like Jay said, it's just one part of us. And I think if there were more creators who, even if they weren't quotations lifestyle creators, but they were just, okay, there's like lifestyle and then there's lifestyle. There's like swinger Let's lifestyle. Let's say swinger and, and lifestyle just so we can like keep them separate for right now. Well, this one is, it's important to distinguish because there's people who are lifestyle creators. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of people who are, you know, like a ton of normal creators. So, like, or so what they someone call, who doesn't like, know, right? A lifestyle creator would be somebody who makes content about life in general like yeah. so maybe it's around the house maybe they're doing laundry maybe they have kids maybe they fashion yeah those are yeah. all lifestyle creators right so that so anyone who doesn't like isn't familiar with the term lifestyle creator that is what i think the distinguishing thing you're trying to say here a lifestyle yes. creator compared to a swinger creator but we, it's we like call a swinger lifestyle creator exactly. so that's why it's confusing yeah so so yeah. that's yeah i just wanted to clear that up in case anyone was confused on that so if there were more people more creators who were normal lifestyle creators but also happen to also be in the swinging lifestyle and then they included that I think that it would benefit so greatly mm -hmm. like everybody like it would just be more normal and then people would see that there's you know like it's not all we do mm -hmm. but then I think that a lot of the people who are normal lifestyle creators probably don't bring that part in because the audience is going to not accept that which makes sense yeah and that's why it's so hard and i want to i want to really just shout out to this this girl named anna paul who makes tiktoks and anna paul um is a huge content yeah. creator she she's what we would call a lifestyle creator yeah so she not a swinging lifestyle yeah. creator a normal lifestyle yeah. creator but anna is a sex worker anna has only fans and she to me is the perfect example of normalizing this thing. Anna, I feel like so much of the time, right, when you have an OnlyFans creator. And, ju and just to be clear, she's not in the lifestyle. No. Cause sorry, he said that almost like no, she's no. doing this thing. So it's, it's no. just being in a more stigmatized, yeah. marginal yeah. area. Yeah. And so, I mean, Anna, Anna does sex work. Sex work, yes, yeah. exactly. But I feel like so much time, there's so many, like, let's say like a woman OnlyFans creator, right? So many of them have these huge demographics that are men, right? Mm -hmm. And people care about, unfortunately, looks and those things so much and the sexuality of it. And what Anna, I think, has done is so special is that Anna has created content that is about her life. And sometimes she shares about the sex work stuff that she does. And sometimes she talks about her family. Sometimes she talks about this, 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 and this. And Anna, to me, is this 
all-encompassing thing. And if you watch Anna's videos, I think you'd watch five videos and have no clue that she's a sex worker, right? But then you know she's a sex worker. And to me, the process of mindset of going through like, oh, this girl is such, seems like such a normal girl. She's so sweet. She's so fun. Like, I love this kind of, oh my gosh, she's a sex worker. I would have never thought, people, right? I'm, I'm not saying my mindset, but someone else's mindset. I would have never thought that because I think that we have this idea that swingers, strippers, sex workers, like we're all these just like degenerate people that like don't do normal things in life. Mm -hmm. And that's not what it is. And so to me, if you saw someone, you thought that they thought on paper, right? In quotes here, a normal person. (laughs) And then you realize they do sex work. Then you can't have the stigma because if you think about someone who's a sex worker, I think so many people's mind goes to like, oh, they're porn. They do porn. There's something wrong with them. Like they're not normal. There's no way they're normal. And if you saw them do normal things, you'd be like, nope, I saw they do porn. So there's no way they're going to be normal. But if you saw Anna and you see that Anna's normal, right, in quotations, First, yeah. and then you realize she does sex work, I think that destigmatizes sex work. Yeah. And to me, that's why if we can create content that is lifestyle content, but also you see, and this is anybody, right? But this content that's like, oh my gosh, this, this, they're a, such a sweet couple. They do this. Oh, they talk about the relationship. Oh, wait, they're swingers? That's interesting because you're like, wait, they seem so normal to me, right? On paper. Once again, all this is in quotes with normal. And when we're talking about your point of view, you're talking about like an outsider's point of view. Somebody who's not, never even known about the lifestyle or swinging lifestyle or anything like that. Just like a typical normal person. Yeah. So let's say, let's say, I'm just going to go for this example, right? And this, this will bring this point home. There's a, let's say there's a person outsider perspective. They're going to hear the word swinger and they're going to think, that, oh my gosh, this is this is weird, this is strange, I don't get it. But then if they watch that same creator make content that is about cooking cookies and going shopping, they're going to say, they're swingers, that's weird. But if this, if this person would see this content and see this very sweet couple who loves each other that's shopping, that's making cookies together, that's doing these things, and then realize that they're swingers, it's going to flip your perspective in a different way where you're saying, oh my god, I thought they were, I thought they were once again, in quotations, I thought they were yeah. normal. But they're swingers. But wait, not, but they actually still are normal. Yeah. And I think it just makes you question this thing differently where you have this preconceived idea that swingers, that sex workers are bad, where now it's like they're just a person, but they also do this. And that's, I think, the beauty of like what can happen with social media. I think what will shift in social media because you see any of these life, or lifestyle creators or these, these huge creators that they, they were video game creators. That's all they did, right? And then over time, they start to show more of their normal life. And you realize that like, oh, there's more to them than just video games, right? But yeah, I think that that's really like, that's really like the last thing to me when it comes to the thoughts of, I think that there's definitely going to be good and bad for the most part. I think it's more positive because it brings light to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think? Any other thoughts on it or? No, I think that social media definitely is more positive than negative. It brings people together. That's what social media is for. And I love that for us and the lifestyle mm-hmm. and just people in general. I do hope that as time evolves and more and social media evolves, that as it becomes more normal, we'll get even more creators who are lifestyle and mm-hmm. they include that whether they do that as full on just lifestyle content or adding in additional things too and being more of like a both two types of lifestyle creator content. Like I hope that we just see more of that because the more creators that we we get like that, the more people are going to see and the more people it's going to see it as more yeah. normal. Yeah. And so I just hope that we get even more creators and social media just continues to 
shine light on it. I agree. And 100%. like I said, and I know it's going to be negative a lot, but I, I think it overall will be more positive than negative. I agree. 100%. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by us, Bella and Jace. If you're going on a vacation or maybe you have a gift that you want to give your other lifestyle friends and you're looking for lifestyle clothing, we have the best apparel on the market for you. We have not only clothing, bikinis, swimsuits, we have backpacks, tumblers, cups, anything that you can name. We probably have it. You can find that at foreplay.com shop. Let's say you're at a party, you're going on vacation, you know, things are moving a little bit slow. Maybe you want some conversation to flow. Maybe you want to move stuff towards play. Well, we have the perfect game for you. It's called foreplay the game. It is a digital and physical lifestyle icebreaker game and you can find out all about it at foreplay.com slash games that's number four o-u-r-p-l-a-y.com slash games if you don't have a lifestyle vacation planned a resort or a cruise planned why not you can join us you can find that at foreplay.com slash playcation we have not only information about the events and trips that will be on this year but also other options for you as well and it doesn't cost any extra for you to book through our links but helps us a lot helps us continue to be able to make this type of content for you. Now back to the show. Part of the podcast is going to be a question that we got asked on our website. And if you guys wanted to ask us a question to have us answer on the podcast, you can go to foreplay.com slash ask. That's number four, dot com slash ask. And this question comes from H and J. Hand job. <laughs> um, they ask, we've been in the lifestyle for three years now and don't see ourselves stopping. We've been married for 20 years and our kids are 14 and 17. We don't like feeling like we live a double life. What's your opinion on disclosing the swinging lifestyle to children or family members? So this is one of those things that I definitely think is going to be like, it's like a very polarizing topic, right? Do you tell these people about this? So there's definitely people that disagree with what we say, people that agree with what we say. So not saying that what we're saying is right. This is just our personal opinion. Yeah. And so, you know, take it however you will. Um, but we definitely can give you our, our opinion yeah. on it. Um, I understand not wanting to live a double life. I, mm -hmm. I get that. We hadn't, we didn't tell any of our friends. We told nobody, right, for, for so long. And I always felt like, I was like, man, these friends, like, I really like them. I feel really close to them. And... I just feel like I'm not sharing this part of myself, right? And I remember the first time we ever told one of our friends, to me, I felt this like freeing feeling in that. So I see where this person is coming from saying you live a double life. Being able to openly discuss whoever you are is, is a really nice thing. Now at this point, we don't have that many vanilla, vanilla friends actually. Yeah, we were just talking I mean, about it last night. Yeah. We were like, when was the last time we actually did some, like went out and hung out with a vanilla friend or even met a friend who was vanilla. And yeah. I mean, it's been like three years. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not on purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's no, just, it just the happens. places that we yeah. go, that's the people we meet. So to us, like, I know what it feels like anyway, like in a sense anyway, right? To be free, if you want to call it that, and not living that double life because all the people I surround myself with regularly or semi-regularly, I can be myself and I can and say everything. So for me, I feel like keeping that and not sharing it would be very difficult. So the possible ramifications that come with with saying that, to me, I would rather be my authentic self and be able to be who I am than um, I guess like keep it to myself. So for me, when it comes to, you know, telling kids, for example, I don't have kids. Um, so, uh, yeah. you know, like maybe that would change if you had kids, but 
I feel like I would want to raise my kids in a way of being authentic to themselves like I am authentic to myself. Obviously, I'm going to wait until they know what sex is about and we've had that other discussion and they've grown a little bit. But this person, I think they said like one of their kids was 17. Like they're at that age where they're almost a full-on adult. And I feel like I would, I wouldn't tell any details. I wouldn't share any things like that. But, you know, saying like, hey, you know, we are in an open relationship. Um, We just, you know, we have other friends that we hang out with and we're adults and we don't want you to find out through some random kid at school that says this about you and you have to question about your parents. I want you to feel like you can trust us and we're being transparent. I said, obviously, I'm not sharing any details or anything ever like that. It doesn't, wouldn't be a long discussion, but not having them think that like me and you are sneaking around to try to like not do something with them. or like, why are they keep leaving on a Saturday? Like, to me, I feel like it'd be hard for me to live a life where I couldn't do that. But at the same time, I don't want kids, um, so that makes it difficult. But I just, I don't like the thought for me personally, not being able to be authentic to myself. I think that would be difficult for for me. So I can see it so many different ways because I can see having a friend who maybe you've been friends with forever and maybe they're super either religious or super just not sexually open or you know anything like that and but but you still value their friendship and you still Mm -hmm. and you still love them and maybe with those people you don't talk about sex with other people like you don't talk about being in the lifestyle because it doesn't make really sense to bring up that topic with them and so I don't know if that necessarily means that you are living a double life Mm -hmm. if you are just not talking about that part of your life I mean like we have friends even people in the lifestyle who I mean there's other parts to our life that are just for us and it's not like I talk to them about everything so I think but I still feel like I'm myself oh 100% I think that as long as you feel like you can be yourself and you can be authentic without saying that you have to give every little bit of yourself to the people who are closest to you I, I feel like that would be okay like same thing with like family so we our our family is a lot more conservative both Mm -hmm. of ours and so it's not like we they know everything about us and what we do and we don't talk to them about it and I don't feel like I'm living a double life in a sense because there are just things that I don't talk to my family about Mm -hmm. I mean even just with advice about normal things in life it's not like I go and I ask I, we just don't have that relationship mm-hmm. with, uh, with our families. I wish I did. Yeah. hundred percent. A hundred percent. I wish I did have that relationship. Like we have a really good friend and her parent and she's, she does all of this stuff in this like sexual in the space, space yeah. and like her parents know everything and they are so open and it's like the most amazing dynamic I've ever seen. And that's why I answered the question about if I had a kid, that's what I would want because I see her and her family's relationship And I think it's so beautiful. And I wish that I had that with my family. Um, But I understand 100% what you're saying. So I don't want it to come off like, oh, I couldn't live a life without telling people. I think what you're saying is a very good point. I was thinking more in the sense of like these friendships I have, these people I felt really close with. And I just felt like, not that I need to discuss my lifestyle things with them. I'm not saying that, but like keeping a part of me. They're like, why do you guys keep going to this club on Saturday? What club are you going to? I got tired of saying, oh, I'm going to this random bar. I'm going like, that was hard for me. So I'd rather just say, hey, just letting you know, we're swingers. So sometimes when we go out, like we're going to the swingers club. Like I don't, and if they want to know more, then they're going to ask more. I'm not trying to push educating them on the lifestyle. I don't care to share that. So 
I'm saying in my, when I was answering that question, I said, I think what you brought up is such like a great point. Mine is those people that I feel like I'm going to be telling what I'm doing, like all of these different things. And I don't want to lie to them. I'm saying I'm going to this club, this club, this club, when that's not where I'm going. And I said, I don't want to talk to them about it unless they want to know about it. We've told vanilla friends are like, can you please tell me more? I'm so interested. Yeah. We've had vanilla friends. It's like, oh, that's really cool. I'm happy for you guys. We've also had vanilla friends that don't really talk to us anymore after we told them. So, and those people that they don't want to talk to me anymore because of me being who I am, then that friendship was probably like deep down, never going to like work out in the long term. So I'm okay losing that innocence. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how it's just one part of you. Mm -hmm. So if you're friends with somebody for like a long time and that happens to come up and then they're going to see you completely differently just because of one aspect of your life when they love you for who you are already, then I can see how you would be feeling like you're living a double life because you have mm -hmm. to completely change who you are for that person. I yeah. think whenever it comes to that, then you are living two different lives. Mm -hmm. But I think if you are still able to be yourselves and maybe it's just something you don't bring up, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's a, a bad thing. I think you can still definitely still have a great friendship, a great relationship with whoever it is. Yeah, and sometimes you're, if you know that, that's really going to hurt that person, right? To me, that if I knew that this person is super religious, right? They're one of my best friends forever. They're super religious. I feel like that's the kind of person that, you know, like maybe you don't tell. And that's that's to save them, right? That's to save yeah. them the heartache. I'm okay with myself. I'm okay with whatever it is, right? But I could still feel like I'm being myself because to me at that point, what I'm doing is I'm hiding that part of myself to, to help somebody else. A random person that I'm just really good friends with, I'm like, they really shouldn't judge me for this because they're not, they're, there's no, they've never given me any indication that what I'm doing would really hurt them mentally, right? So let's say a person, does that make sense I'm trying to say? So, I think that that walks a fine line too because yeah. if it's somebody like you care about that much and you're trying to protect them and so you're completely hiding something because you're just trying to protect, like, I, I feel like that could be kind of a gray area because I could see how somebody would feel like they can't be themselves because they're yeah. worried about, oh, well, if they know this about me, then yeah. I th that comes more, I think, to family and because you are locked in I don't, know. I don't know. Because there's a lot of people that maybe they're not close to their family and their friends are that family. Yeah. So it's just, it's, this is such a hard question. I don't think there is a right answer. I think it's very situational and I think it's on who you are as a person. Yeah. I think that when it comes down to your core, there is people that can keep part of their life away from people and they're perfectly fine. I think there's people that down at their core, they have to be authentic to themselves and they cannot imagine living not authentically to feel happy. Mm -hmm. And... I can see it going both ways. So I think this is such such a hard and touchy subject. And it, it's, 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 just, it's just so hard to answer. So I think that the points you made were valid. I think the points that I made are valid. But I don't, I don't think there's ever going to be like some right or wrong. I think that when it yeah, comes down right to, to just that our person, yeah, just... if they're like, I cannot take it anymore. I am living a double life. I cannot take it. Then that's the point where you say, hey, is this worth it? Is there, think about all the ramifications that could possibly happen. Could people not want to be around you anymore? Could this, could people want to disown you? Could people want to do this, this, or this, right? Are those possible risks willing for you yeah. to take? If you think that they're willing for you to take, and if they were to turn out sour, you're okay with it because now you feel authentic to yourself, 
then I think it's a good choice to make it. But if you look at this and say, these are the bad things that can happen, possibly, right? Then, and you're like, I can't deal with that. If that happened, I cannot deal with that. Then I think that it's better to feel like you're living a double life than to, to say that. So I think that, and but also you have to think from the perspective, like, what if I tell this person this? And now our relationships become something so much better than it could have ever been because now I'm fully myself. We all have secrets about ourselves. Everybody does. It doesn't mean not lifestyle secrets, but just whatever you are, right? Everyone has things to themselves. Sometimes whenever those barriers get broken down and, and you share those things, you learn to love in a new way. But also sometimes you, you know you hear the stories about family disowning people. And that's a very real thing. That's very hard. And family is so important. And so... I think that you just have to look at the pros and cons, weigh it, and like where you morally feel, is it worth it? And then yeah. make the decision based off that. But no, going in, think about this because it could go bad. And if it does, you have to be okay with that. Because the worst thing, I would rather live a double life, in, in this person's case, like let's say I'd rather live a double life if I knew I couldn't stand it if something bad happened. But if I know I can take it no matter what the results are and I'm going to be my best self because of that, then I would do it. When it comes to kids it's hard for us to mm -hmm. really put our two cents into that because we don't have kids and we don't want kids. And when it comes to being kids to parents, it's not something that we talk about with them very much. But if I could put my play, myself in a situation like what you were saying earlier, I would hope that I could have that open dialogue with my family. Mm -hmm. So if I had kids, I would hope that they would feel comfortable to ask that and they would feel okay knowing that, oh, my parents have an alternate type of relationship. Like they mm -hmm. live an alternate lifestyle. And that love can still be, you know, yeah. love. And like I said, we talked about a friend who is so close to her family and they know that they, that she does all this stuff, right? I think it's so beautiful. My parents never had the birds and the birds and the bees talk. You never had that sex talk, right? Like mm -hmm. I wish they would have, like, I wish that I was more comfortable with my parents with those things, but because my parents chose not to talk to me about it, I don't feel like I'm going to choose because they were the ones who are raising me, teaching me about stuff. So I'm learning stuff at myself because I'm an adult now, right? And so, but I, and maybe these feelings change when you have children. Obviously you cannot know, but I see the relationship that I have with my parents. And I see the relationship she has with her parents. I think my relationship with my parents is great, but I see that this extra level of comfort that my friend mm -hmm. has with her parents and to me that's the most beautiful thing and like that's what I want in all friendships is just this beauty of fully being able to be yourself and not having to care and that's why I would want to tell my kids I feel like if I had them also this is speculation I don't have kids so it's impossible mm -hmm. for me to truly know that answer but trying to put myself in a situation that I really am not even fair to be in trying to guess that for this answer for this person that is what my two cents lie yeah it's also, I'm sure as a parent, you think about, well, what if my kids find out and their, their kids find out? I mean, sorry, they're, okay, let me start that over. What if my kids find out because their friends know or something? And so then it becomes this kind of web of, are my kids going to have a negative social anything like maybe something like they're going to get made fun of or they're going to have people talk shit about them because of what their parents are doing and with that again we, we can't really touch on it but I can see how that would be something that you would need to discuss mm -hmm. and something that as parents you would need to decide and weigh the 
pros and cons of that and just like yes it's not really living a, a double life but in the same way it also is because you need to be it, it might just be easier to keep it away from your kids or, that's what I say, maybe, maybe it's that thing of when you're you're 17 years old you're 18 years old you're you're an adult right like i maybe maybe kids people make fun of people for everything right but i feel like you getting made fun of your parents being swingers when you're 18 yeah it's probably not really good if you're 12 years old you're 10 years old yeah that, but, like, if you're 18 years old, I don't really think people are making fun of people for their parents. That's true. Norm, like, regularly. I mean, I'm sure it happens, right? Everything happens. But I don't think it's as normal as when you're a child. So, like, I see, and that's why I said this one is 17, the one that's 14, maybe I have a discussion with one of the children. And when the mm -hmm. other one turns 17, turns 18, about to go to college, right? Like, maybe I tell them at that point. So I think that it's all relative. And it's so hard to speak on when you're not actually in that situation. And so... I said, take all this with a grain of salt, because this is us trying to insert ourselves in to give you an opinion based off to... of other factors that we've felt about different relationships and societal like standards of what we felt doing what we do, and then putting into this family aspect that we're not part of in that sense. And, and we don't want children, so... And just giving talking points. Yeah. I feel like our, our podcast is more just having an open dialogue and, and hopefully making it to where you're able to think of... A different question or it opens up a conversation that you could have with your partner and so mm -hmm. although we can't specifically talk on our experience about something we could at least talk about like what you said yeah. how from what we've seen from what other people mm -hmm. have experienced and what they've talked to us about and just so you're able to get more of an yeah. idea rather than yeah. being completely in the dark yeah and yeah. like maybe lets you make a more educated decision like you said because you Maybe now one thing we said, even resonating, like, oh, I hadn't thought about that part. Mm -hmm. Or maybe this part helped. And, like, hopefully one of these questions will help you have the discussion you need to have to make the decision that you need to make. Because there is no right or wrong answer ever for this. So yeah. I think Everybody's I, I hope that that helped because yeah. that's a hard one. That is a hard one. <laughs> Great but I like question and these... hand job. Hand Great job. question. <laughs> I like having these kind of more open discussions where it's more polarizing mm -hmm. type questions or topics where we're just listing things and these are the kind of conversations that Jason ha I have just whenever we're laying in bed mm -hmm. and we're just talking and so maybe putting it out there it will help mm -hmm. people I don't know I agree. come with to a different realization of yeah. maybe something that they didn't yeah. know they had <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys like this please if, if you if you like this kind of more discussion format let us know. Like, we love to, like, hear back if people like it. But I think that it really, like, works well for our mindset around making this mm -hmm. content. I think it's more fun to – you guys to hear our conversation that's the exact kind of conversation me and you would have off of this yeah. off of this recording. This is exactly how we talk all the time, and that's how we go back and forth. And I think that that's, I don't know, the most fun. It's the most authentic to how I feel about talking. So I hope you guys like it. But you want to <laughs> hit them with Bella and Jace's weekly obsession. I think you should go first because you're cuter than me. Oh, that's not true. We're that's I'm true. not cuter than you. We're the uh, both cute. You're cuter. Drop a boat right Stop. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I will go first since Why, you you're insisted. cuter? I was kind of kidding. <laughs> um, my weekly obsessions, crochet. I have been loving crochet. I tried to get into crochet years ago and it just never clicked. And 
I do not know why, but I swear all of the YouTube tutorials and tutorials online when you are completely a beginner crocheter are so difficult. There would be times where I'm, when I was first learning, I was like, why isn't, why aren't they showing the specific stitches that you're supposed to go into? It's like they make tutorials when you should already have a basic understanding. And that was really frustrating. So if you are thinking about getting into crochet, just know that it's a lot of trial and error. And even though it's 2023, there aren't that many good tutorials online until you actually know what you're doing. And then there's a ton of tutorials. It's like nobody, not, not nobody, but most people don't know how to create a tutorial about crocheting to a complete, complete beginner. Anyways, off that tangent, I do love crochet now. I'm super into making clothing, and so I like making tops, and I made um, some stockings that were really cute. I would love to crochet like a whole outfit for an event or a cruise or something. That would be really That'd be fun. Cool. I made a cute swimsuit cover-up that I love. It was cool. It's so cute. It was really good. And so... It's so impressive. You always impress me so much. It always like, blows my mind what you can do. It's crazy. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm just artsy. It just... It, it comes naturally. You're good at everything. I'm not good it's at everything. Crazy. I'm not good at sports. She's good at I'm not. everything. Oh, except sports. Okay, yeah. one thing. I'm not very, like, coordinated when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just, like, artsy things. I'm good at, like, creativity stuff, but, like... And computers and writing. Okay, stop. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> um, my other obsession is, oh my gosh, okay, um, this guy, I, <laughs> if you're listening, you're probably like, what? Uh, this is my new Squishmallow that Jay's found for me. We were at a discount place. It was um, Dee Dee's Discount. Discounts. And it's kind of like a Ross or a, a, a Marshall's. Max, yeah. And uh, we went in there looking for stuff for our apartment. And then we saw a big Squishmallow thing. And I I'm, I love, love, love Squishmallows. And he found a pineapple fuzzamallow. And it's, I think this is 14 inches. It's a, it's a medium sized one. It's not like a huge one, but it's so soft. And, and, and her name is Maui. And this is the start of the beginning of my Squishmallow obsession was at Five Below. Is a sticker? <laughs> five, um, a couple years ago, we were at Five Below and there was a Squish. This is when Squishmallows were first starting to everybody was becoming obsessed with them. It was pretty much like right now's Sunny Angels obsession. And so I didn't know... I didn't need anything, right? So I was like, I, did, I don't want to start collecting plushies. I don't want junk. And then we saw a pineapple one. We saw the pineapple squishmallow named Maui, and I had to have her. And that was the beginning, and now I have a big fuzzamalo Maui in, and I just love her. That's my obsession. Those are great. Um, I have one that has been an obsession for, like, almost half a year now, uh, but I've just never talked about it on a podcast. Um, and it's this girl and her name's Katie Baser. She's a musician and she's British. And if you know me, I'm a little slut for British pop stars. <laughs> and I just love her music. She, she has her accent when she sings still. And honestly, she's, she's not like that big of a musician for, I feel, I feel like she should be so famous. I think her music is so good. She's so cute. She has a great personality. I just, I just really like her. And um, yeah, her game's Katie Baser. I think my favorite song by her is Pretty Boys. So if you're gonna listen to one, that's one I listen to first. Absolutely love that. So my second obsession is we did get a new car 
we this is the first new car I've ever had, and our last car was around 15 years old, and it <laughs> finally stopped working. Um, so we had to get a new car. We got a Tesla Model Y. Uh, we really wanted like an EV, like we really wanted mm -hmm. to just go fully electric um, to just to be the best we can for the earth in those situations. Also, I really loved, I've, I've loved Tesla since I was a little kid or not since I was a little kid, but since it came out, I just thought they were such cool cars. I think the computer system behind it is so neat and there's just so many things that uh, we have family members who have them and I got to drive one for the first time around two years ago and the driving experience just feels so safe to me. And there's just so many features that make me feel like safe when I'm driving it. And that's what really made me like love the car. And so um, we finally had to buy a new car because we literally couldn't drive ours anymore. Um, and we think this car will last us a really long time. And I just absolutely love it. I love driving it. I It just makes me happy to be in the car. Um, and He's so- He's been actually, actually obsessed. He's spent so much time in the Tesla Lounge Reddit or uh -huh. subreddit, and you just learn all of these new things. And you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, did you know that the car could do this? And this, oh my gosh, there's been this update that you could do this. Yeah. It, the, it's really crazy how it actually can drive itself. That was Not full self-driving, yeah, yeah. but like the autopilot is actually really cool. It was crazy. And so we only have one car because I don't drive very much. Mm -hmm. And we work at all. Home. Yeah. I hate driving, actually. I just don't like it. So Jace is pretty much always the chauffeur. But um, I, thought I haven't even driven this car yet. Mm -mm. I did the test drive. You test drive. drove one, but you haven't have driven, driven our it. car. I know. I probably I need to. I just don't like driving. But maybe I would like it. If, if You've also had for three weeks. I think it has like 250 miles on yeah. it. Like we, really, we don't <laughs> drive very much. But those 250 miles have been so fun. <laughs> the the self-driving thing, the, there's been this new update where whenever you put it into self-drive, is it called self-drive or is it called? Autopilot. Okay, when you put it in autopilot, it turns the road on your screen rainbow. And it's so cool. It reminds me of Mario Kart. It yeah. just feels like we're driving on Mario Kart on Rainbow Road, which I guess technically we're not even driving because the car is driving itself. It's so crazy. Technology is wild. Yeah. But I do love it. It's really yeah. awesome. It's gray. It's really cute. We named her Yasmin. Because it's a Model Y. Yeah, Yasmin in the car. I yeah. wish that we could do, like, on YHIM, where you can press the button, and instead of asking, like, Alexa or Google, it'd be yeah. like, Yasmin, what's the temperature like? Yasmin, yeah. open glove box. Yeah. Yasmin, open frunk. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just been really, really cool. I'm really, I'm really happy uh, with the car, and I think it'll make me happy for the next really long time. I just feel like I'm never going to get tired of driving it. So that's my little weekly obsession. So those have been um, some really fun ones. I feel like today's uh, discussion is a really fun one too. I think those are really like, interesting topics that we got to discuss. And yeah. I really I really enjoyed uh, discussing them. But thank you guys so much for, for listening or watching. I so said if you're here on YouTube, if you're listening, maybe watch a YouTube video. If you're watching a YouTube video, switch it up sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. know, put us on the TV maybe sometimes while you're cooking. If you're usually a listener and then you can see our faces. I don't know. <laughs> maybe but uh yeah but check it out you can see maui like yeah yeah and the way shirt yeah you can see my the shirts that the fun shirts that we put on and then i'm sure whenever we have weekly obsessions that we're actually sure we can show them yeah but really, really cool but yeah thank you guys so much for listening it's been so fun to uh, record this podcast if you guys do have any questions make sure to leave those at foreplay.com slash ask or you can send us an email at hello at foreplay.com and ask a question 
and maybe we can get around to it. So thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you in the next one. Bye. If you'd like to support the show, you can leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to our podcast. All our information will be listed in the show notes below and on our website, foreplay.com. That's number four, O-U-R-P-L-A-Y.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we make videos and vlogs about the swinging lifestyle. Head to foreplay.com slash YouTube to watch and subscribe. We have the ultimate adult party game for the sexually inclined called Foreplay the Game that's both digital and physical. It's perfect for breaking the ice and spicing up any party. You can find more information at foreplay.com slash games. We also have the best swinger lifestyle, kinky, and adult humor clothing and accessories that you can find at foreplay.com slash shop. If you're looking to plan a lifestyle destination, booking through our links at foreplay.com slash travel really helps support the show and helps us be able to continue to create this type of content for you. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and more. You can find all our current social media accounts at foreplay.com slash socials. And I have an OnlyFans, which you can find at onlyfans.com slash VIP. We also have a Facebook group and Discord community and would love for you to join us. You can find the direct links in the show notes below. Lastly, we're on STC and Cassidy at Foreplay, and you can get a free full membership trial by using our link. You can email us at hello at foreplay.com with any questions or comments or head to foreplay.com slash ask. Again, all our information will be listed in the show notes below, and we thank you so much for listening to our podcast. See you in the next one. Bye!